Good morning, all you beautiful peahens and peacocks. Welcome in. It's your Friday. It's the 17th. It's St. Patty's Day. For those of you who like celebrating that one and getting green stuff in Chicago, the rivers are green. Savannah, the fountains are green. Everywhere, stuff is green. So hopefully you've got your green on. All right, we're going to get after it this morning. A few stories for you on your F-tastic, your Friday after we get started after this. I wake up in the morning, don't even hit the snooze. Jump right out of bed to get that 15 minute news. It's Jason in the morning, it's Jason in the morning. AM 1321 is the best news happening now. It's Jason in the morning, it's Jason in the morning. All you beans and peacocks, it's time to gather around. It's Jason in the morning. Welcome in on this Friday. First story for you out of... Actually, I don't remember where it was out of, but it's by John Brodkin. FCC is looking to lay the smackdown on scam messages. This follows a theme this week of, wow, we really... I mean, do we clap? Do we do we give an ovation? Right? I mean, I get it, right? This is, this is a problem, especially for susceptible populations who click every link that comes across but they said that they're looking to block robo text messages that are likely to be illegal uh, it says according to the fcc quote these are the first regulations specifically targeting the increasing problem of scam text messages sent to consumers end quote so basically what this would be is that they have to establish some kind of puc i guess basically stating that you know if someone is going to send these texts then yeah, we need to pay attention to it. So, uh, or be aware or have someone that can be at fault, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Um, but the voting had been in a deadlock for quite some time. Uh, people blocking whether this was true. I, I mean, why would you, why would you, I don't understand. I mean, is this a marketing thing? Like, well, our marketers need to have an outlet. To, but I, that's not the case. Those people have a business, they have an industry, they have a corporation, they have someone behind those messages, right? And so anybody that's doing this or for these mass things, they will have to um, <clears throat> get published, get, get things that are put in there. But what about when AIs take over? What, who's going to control them, right? <laughs> oh, man, I don't, I don't know what to, to think about this. Um, because I guess what companies have been saying is, oh, we'll just, we'll ask consumers once and then and then that blanket permission will let anyone who wants to send these mass messages, or I guess basically if the consumer, you know, gives approval one time to receive these messages that it would work for multiple companies that want to do it. Uh, I don't, I, I think if you're not being transparent to consumers, However, comma, maybe they should tackle like those big long read ads of, you know, read this. I agree. But on the other hand, maybe the consumer should actually flip and read what it is they're agreeing to, right? I mean, that's, that's just getting to nonsense. But this goes back to what we were talking about yesterday or the day before with child sex abuse cases where this is, this is where our efforts going to is spam messages. Like, again, why can't we just 
lot. I know there's apps out there. There are different things that are working to filter out, you know, images with a lot of skin or, or different. I don't know how they work. I mean, if you know how they work, let me know. Um, and, you know, this seems like this should be the last thing. Let's protect what needs protecting first. Let's stop that trade. If we have that much information on traffic and texts and images and things that are coming into our phones, why don't we put it to good use? All right, we're going to put this break to good use, and we'll be right back after this with a B-side. Hey, it's Jason from Jason in the Morning. Hey, have you ever wondered about this thing that we call the mind, bro? Have you ever wondered, like, if you just took these thoughts and carried them out a little bit deeper, a little bit longer, and really burrowed in to try to get at these answers and to kind of think about where it's going, or just even wondering what the thoughts would be on it? Well... The team from uh, our team has gotten together, and you can find out and listen with a new podcast that's recently been launched called The Mind Burrow. You can check it out on all of your access points to podcasts. Our couple of podcast episodes already deep. Come join the team, figure it out, listen to the topics that we've got, and check it out. All right, welcome back on the B-side this morning. Uh, this story uh, by Julia McCary. I, you know, we always, I always like the E's. Uh, what was it? Catch-22, Lucian. Anyway, uh, before I get hung up on names, uh, this story is very interesting because I truly empathize with this story. What it's talking about is how ratings... Um, are affected and how viewer behavior is affected by cancellations of TV shows. And what it's basically saying is that about 25% of U.S. adults, according to the story, wait for these streaming, um, well, of course they're streaming, right? Because they have to, but um, so they wait for the show to be canceled. Uh, and uh, I am totally down with this. This is the reason I'm behind on so many popular shows that you know people oh didn't you see this didn't you see this? the only one i guess i don't have an excuse on anymore is game of thrones never seen it never seen it and you know uh man I, I don't know if it's out on normal tv i mean it was on hbo but um i <laughs> never seen it right bridgerton uh that was another one uh i don't know if it's over or not uh, made it through like two episodes i think maybe three um uh, trying to think of other ones off the top of my head, but Mad Men's a perfect one, right? Mad and actually, I'll use Mad Men and Breaking Bad as my examples. Mad Men, when I started watching it, show was already canceled. I could watch the entire thing start to finish uh, and made it all the way through. Easy day. Breaking Bad was on the next to last season, so I watched all the way through whatever the next to last season was, and then had to wait over the summer or whatever for the next season to come out. Never watched it. Don't know how it ends. Never seen the last season. Right? Believe me, don't believe me, I've never seen it. Still don't know what happens at the end. Maybe I should watch the last season, I'm not sure. But what it's saying is that they don't, you know, like me, they don't wanna wait. It's like, well, okay, I guess it's not that important. I'll move on to something else in my life. I think, and here's the mind burrow. I think it's less about the TVs, you know, canceling shows or putting a stop to them or having a finite finish. I think it's more, if you think about it, we more and more with the devices that are handheld, personal electronic devices, more with streaming, more on demand, more, you know, all I have to do is click, right? And this is the problem across the board. We are conditioned 
for we're, we're worsening you know immediacy effect right where it's like oh well I, if i can't have it now then i'll move on to the next thing that i can have now because all i have to do is go to this other channel there's a different show this is why it's making so hard for the entertainment industry because they have to keep producing content over and over and over right no longer is it oh well i'll catch a rerun and, and, and what's a rerun go ask Go ask some, you know, twenty-something or less what what a rerun is. I'd, I'd be willing, I'd be interested to know how many of them know what that is. But the question here is, is how is this going to impact truly, not just relationships with television, but relations with people uh, and other interactions? And I think. I'd be willing to bet that you can see this in the workplace blossoming up. Yeah, I'm deep in this mind burrow of where people, you know, where they receive no as an answer or they're like, well, we're working on it. And then people go high and right. Well, well, why are you working? Why isn't it done? How long does it take? All it takes is like 10 seconds for this to be done. All, you know, I'd be done with this faster. All it takes is somebody signed this. Why didn't somebody sign this? What are they waiting for? Who else can I go to? Let me go above you, right? People's patience has waned and it's gone and it's not just television shows but clearly it shows that you know in, in our most relaxed time right we we fumble where, where it goes you know sports is the last vestige of where you know i talk about commercials uh, at times right and people are like uh what i've never seen that and why would you watch commercials I'm like oh, i watch live sports well why don't you just tape it and watch back i can't do it can't do it whole life never been able to right just even if i don't know the score right unless it's like a big match or something um and i think i missed the last i missed overtime of the world cup and i, I did i did go home and watch that yeah i know i know but anyway um but yeah i i think and, and even hell we're seeing it bleed into that because baseball now has a pitch clock right and so <laughs> Uh, you know, they want that sped up, too, because they got other shows to watch, other things to do. <clears throat> All right, speaking of, sorry, just going on with the throat today. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, yeah, you got other crap to do, so let's get you out of here. Let's get you on your way with your day. Woo! How many of your brackets? Uh, according to ESPN's Bracketology, only a little over 1.2 million brackets remain perfect now i'm not convinced right that, that they're truly perfect because all you need is a unique email so i don't know that you know some guy that has nothing else to do is putting in like 20 different ones so i'd really be interested in how many people that means for you the big ones yesterday big ones yesterday were virginia and arizona they were just punt uh, virginia that one look if you haven't seen that one go back and watch the last all you have to do is watch the last 15 seconds Right, Furman's down by four. Furman comes in, they shoot the two, they're down by two. Virginia gets the ball with roughly seven, six seconds, something like that. Right? Furman's putting on the full port crest, full, full port crest, listen at me, full court press. They have the Virginia player in the corner. All you have to do, this is like Georgia so many years ago, what was it an SEC championship? Throw it out of bounds, stop the clock. In this one, all you have to do is stand there and take the foul. Let them foul you. But instead, the Virginia player throws it, attempts to throw it across the court to a different player. Furman intercepts it, passes the ball out to the wing. Boom, open three. Dunsky. Virginia is out of the tournament. Furman, 68-67. 
All right, uh, let's see. Most of your seeds rolled. Arizona was the other one. They got knocked out by Princeton, 59 to 55. Uh, let's see, others, Arkansas over Illinois, Kansas over Howard, Missouri over Utah State, Maryland over West Virginia. That was an 8-9 game. Auburn, mild, upset, 9 over 8, 83-75. Duke, uh, the coach there, becomes only the second to win his debut NCAA tournament game. Northwestern over Boise State. Texas big over Colgate. Houston, big winners, Tennessee, big winners, UCLA, and Penn State, mild upset over AM, a 10 over a 7. Continues to go today, but hey, we told you, we told you yesterday, on average, <laughs> that one or two seeds, that 50% of them are gonna lose, are gonna win less than two games. There you have it. First day, first round, before the sun even set, brackets busted all over the world. Uh, with two number two seeds falling. All right, that's what we've got for you on this Friday. As always, brought to you by Linda's Library for Socialites and Savages, Julius Prudent Produce, Bernard's Obstacle Golf, Montauk's Fire Services. You have Heathcliff's Captivating Lodging. It's always time for tea at Mad Hatter's. Check out Webster's Wheel. They're on the last leg of their Yum Yum Pie Tour. And we'll get back to you on Monday. Have a super weekend. If you're partying out for St. Patty's Day, enjoy it. If you're doing something else, gardening, yarding, spring breaking, beaching, mountaining, running, whatever it is you got going on this weekend, uh, you know, do it uh, do it with someone. And do it with kindness. Uh, I heard one uh, last week, you know, steal all the, the time that you can. Cheat uh, happiness and the moments. And uh, if you have to lie, lie with the ones uh, that you care about and love. There you go. All right. Be good to each other. Be good to yourself. Be good humans. This is Jason from Jason in the Morning. We're out of here.